Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Are You Black? Hey, everybody, how y'all doing today? Um, I am exhausted today, but guess what? We have a job to do. Yes, we do. We do. Yes, we do. We have a job, and it doesn't matter how tired you get as a either you're working or you're working on your own profession does not matter the show must go on she work hard for her money <laughs> yes sir. i sing that every morning listen asia please <laughs> it's either that or push it by ot genesis like i need something like i need something please give us give, give us a couple lines of that one push it push it push it push it push it go get the money go get the money go go get the money go get the money go go get the money go get the money, go, get the money. <laughs> we even got a dance with it oh this is great this is gonna be fun Listen, i have to push myself and motivate myself to like get through the day okay this get up in the morning this is the day the lord has made okay time to move it listen listen hey guys <laughs> so today's episode it's just going to be me and asia today um we wanted to kind of take a moment and actually do it more for traditional podcast you know we've had uh, tons of uh guests so far and we um have it's been fun it's been fun kind of getting to know all the different business owners all of these different um um stories and so today it's just gonna be us two so if y'all didn't like us then Oh, well, you're going to hear us for the next couple of minutes. Just the two of us. Hey. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. She says she couldn't sing. Just the two of us. If y'all remember, back in about episode one or two, she says she didn't really can sing. She's doing the most singing today. Huh? Try to keep my spirits up. Try to stay energetic. Absolutely. And she is helping me today. Listen. <laughs> so, um, Aisha, um, and I, I kind of alluded to it already before in the beginning, as far as, you know, business owners, sometimes they kind of, they, they could just go through so much because you don't really know what, how your day is going to be impacted. You don't know how uh, life is going to happen on that particular day. And you just kind of have to roll with the punches. And it's like, sometimes you can feel a little bit overwhelmed you know, um, and sometimes we don't really take the breaks that we really need. And it's like sometimes you take on too much, you know, whatever have you. And then you just have to kind of deal with those consequences. Yeah, the burnout is real. OK, the burnout is real. And honestly, you can just lose track of time so fast and life just hits you quickly. I've definitely been a victim of just picking up way too many projects. I love projects. I love staying busy. I love interacting with people. Like it's just what I enjoy doing as an event planner. And so anytime I get the opportunity to like plan something for someone or get a be a part of a three month, four long project or like assist somebody on the day of their wedding, like any type of coordination whatsoever. I, I love it. And then I get in it and then I'm like, oh God, like I'm on the countdown to like everything. I can't wait to the day where I have no projects. Like I'm ready for everything to be done. Like no events. I don't want any, you know, I just get to that point And it's just like, you have to definitely take some time for yourself to do things that you want to do because then if you're overwhelmed your plate's too full it feels like a whole bunch of obligations and you don't want any of your passion projects anything that you're involved with to feel like an obligation you you want to want to be there um so that is something that i definitely have have struggled with and i think a lot of black business owners especially when you're starting off new and you're new to entrepreneurship you experience the same thing yeah. And to the point where you get so busy and your business is blowing up and people are reaching out to you and sending you messages and you're not able to get back to anybody or you drop the ball or you forget something. And then the stigma is, you know, comes alive and people say like, oh, I wanted to work with this black business, but they weren't responsive to me. I wanted to work with this business, but you know, they never called me back or they showed up two hours late and, you know, you know, and then it's like, oh, OK, well, is this really the narrative that we want to push for black businesses? Like, or, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think um, I think we kind of put a little bit more pressure on ourselves because we really want to succeed. Um, I think every business owner goes into it with the expectation that they are going to be that 
new type of business. And regardless if we just call them black businesses, we just we can just call them businesses, period, because every business goes through it. You know, so especially if it's like it's something that you're building from the ground up. No one tells you really outside of maybe getting uh, your business registered and that EIN number and that business account. That's about it that a lot of people ever know. They don't know about those those mountains and valleys that happen being a business owner. So when you start to run into those um, issues of, I don't well, communication may not be because, hey, you in your own personal life, communication may be a bad thing. So it, of course, it's going to spew over into other areas because you may not be the most communicative person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, um, having a team around you can actually help aid that. But a lot of us, when we starting our business, it's really, sometimes it's just us and we're, we're our own um, planners and we're our own uh, uh, promotion teams and we're our own doers of this. And it's like, you take on so many hats um, that really one person should not be doing. Uh, and so it's, it's really hard once you kind of get into the thick of things, like you said, your business can start blowing up and it's like, okay, my business has really outgrown me or my the expectation wow. has outgrown me. Because it, it may be that your business, you're not even really doing anything, but the expectation, because you've already shown and proven uh, once or twice. So it's like, OK, I want to get that same experience every single time. Mm-hmm. But we're not all McDonald's, you know. Thanks. So it's like sometimes we may be we may hit it out the park every single time. And is it that one or two times where it's like, uh, then you get, again, you get that stigma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, where it's like. Uh oh! I knew you weren't gonna you weren't gonna uh, contact me back, or I knew you know you start getting that pressure, those pressures that we put on ourselves, and honestly, we put on ourselves as just black people in general. You know, we we have to. We've always been told that we have to work ten times harder than the next one, yes. especially yes. if as a black per, black black male. But hey, even if you're a black female, that means you have to work even twenty mm-hmm. times harder. So it's like. All of those different types of things where you kind of feel the pressure to succeed or the pressure to perform. And sometimes we don't always live up to that that thing. We don't really live up to it. And it's like we're always striving to live up to that imaginary perfection. Yeah. Oh, 100% agree with that. I think that I think that a lot of it is resources, like you said we are like the one-stop shop and, you know, we kind of have to do everything. And it's, it's almost impossible because you're one person. And especially if you have a passion project or a side hustle, and then you're working full time, you're mm-hmm. expected to perform at work hundred percent. Yeah. You're expected to give your business on your side business, your passion project, hundred percent respond to every email, every text message, every DM, Social media is its own beast. Like it literally gives people headaches. Like right, like to tweet, (laughs) to post on Instagram, to pay attention to your insights, algorithms, like all of that. It is, I mean, it is a whole, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I don't want to take this moment lightly and say, like, oh, you can do it. Like it is a lot. And I think what it comes down is like allocating your resources properly, you know, to so that you can better serve your clients. I don't think anyone should try to live up to anybody else's expectation. I follow amazing event planners and I would love to be them one day, but I'm just not there yet. Yeah. So I can post when I can post. I could put I could I think of content all the time in my head sometimes just striving to work with, oh, I should do this, I should do that. And sometimes I just literally don't have the capacity to do it. And there's mm-hmm. other times where I do and I just sit down and I air everything out and I type everything up and I'm designing everything so that I can really like produce good content. But sometimes I can't. And so really just depends. Like I tell myself all the time, Aisha, you are only one person. You can only do so much. Um, It's not fair for any of my clients to suffer. Right. So it is my response. Once someone signs a contract with me, it is my responsibility to give them 100 percent as I can, because I, 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 I it's the integrity. In my business. Well, y'all have to realize that a lot of us don't really go into business with the mindset that I even need a contract. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, it's, it's um, especially in, in our community, it's like word of mouth, it's um, relationships, it yes, is yes. Um, sometimes it's barter. So it just depends um, on how your business is structured and how you really honestly have to think about that 
in its totality, you kind of have to think of, okay, this, this is when days are, this is what I'll do when days are going good, but I also have to prepare for when days are going bad. And so it's like trying to navigate to make sure that I've gotten certain things lined up that when bad does happen, I'm covered. And the person that I'm working with is also covered. Yes. So contracts can also save you. You know, say so sometimes people don't want to sit down and it's like, I don't know. Trust me, Google is your friend. Mm -hmm. There is there are free contracts that you just got to tweak this word and that word and, you know, switch it around to kind of fit your business just so that um, you're setting expectations. Because a lot of times, like I said, that we're, we're, we're trying to strive after a perceived perception uh, mm -hmm. per perceived perception of what I'm supposed to do because a lot of times we'll give black businesses more pressure than we would give the Walmarts mm -hmm. <laughs> or the McDonald's or you know um, we'll, we'll get a bad product that we've bought from the beauty supply store and don't even think about it we we'll just throw it away but if it was a black owned business that um sold maybe a defective product we're going on instagram twitter everything blowing it up you know they they become the the, the newest you know something the, the newest um hashtag <laughs> and it's like wait 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 you're putting way more um emphasis just because i you know and this person is really just trying to make this work just trying to make it work trying to do trying to do their best i heard it as you're talking, I kept thinking of examples. I heard something. Uh, this was probably last summer. I had a coworker who bought a T-shirt from a, a company, and it was this company is a small black-owned business that is local to the area. They bought a T-shirt from them, and she just went on and on and on, name dropping, and just telling me, "I never got my T-shirt. I never got my T-shirt. I paid for it. I called. I sent an email, and I just never got my T-shirt. She got the money, but I just never got my T-shirt. And you know, so now I know all about this business. I know all about you know, and I'm like, okay, I think there comes a time where you should, you know, reconcile with that person that you made that transaction with. Yeah, and you know. And I know it's hard sometimes to get in contact. People continue trying to get in contact. And if they don't give you the T-shirt, okay, I put money into this. I didn't get what I wanted out of it. I'm going to go ahead and cut my losses. There's nothing I can do about it. The money's already gone. I'm going to move on, and I'm going to find a T-shirt from another company that I like. Yeah, where, where are the month? posts from Amazon? Where are the posts about Amazon? Because yeah. I get stuff wrong all the time. And what does Amazon do? Does it give back my money? That doesn't stop me from shopping at Amazon. It doesn't stop me from shopping there. Like I'm going to, it doesn't shop, stop me from shopping black, right? Having mm -hmm. that, that experience now. Yeah. And these are things I've heard. I, I, I will go ahead and say, of course, never going to name drop, uh, had a bad experience with a company from Facebook market. So I went to uh Facebook market. Um, I just found this black owned business and I wanted to use them for a service. Um, you know, same thing, reached out to them. It took them forever to probably get back to me, probably like, like literally like 30 days to get back to me. Uh, then once they did very short words, like they would not like, I would send an email, like a long email with exactly what I want details. And they would send back. Okay. And then I say, oh, <laughs> not okay. okay. Well, what I'm looking People for is yada, 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 yada. Yeah. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, we could do that and that's it like it's there's like, no pricing there's no like this is something custom and it's just like we could do that like i'm like okay you know so i just give me more hey, give me this give me, happened give me more <laughs> they were trash i'm gonna go on and i'm gonna still <laughs> shop in a black owned business because that's who i want at the end of the day yeah. if you want to buy black if you want to shop black you're going to do that and one experience is not going to, to like deter me from doing that now no. i don't know why they responded that way but they did but that doesn't you gotta make... shop around yeah that's commerce Period. Yeah, you you may just, just like I said before, you you can go to the beauty supply store, ladies. Right now, there are ten thousand pieces of hair product. You have to keep trying until you find the one that works for you, yeah. or you can just go over to Fendi. So, I mean, that mm -hmm. probably will work just great for you. But I'm just saying, you got to figure out what works. Some people love Coke. Some people love Pepsi. Some people love both. Some people say I hate Coke, but I love Pepsi. Mm -hmm. You know, do you know why you hate Coke? It's because you tried Coke, you didn't like it. That's but right. that didn't stop you from getting you a, a, a dark soda. That's right. You tried. 
So try. try. So try different businesses. Even if that one doesn't work, there shouldn't be this whole thing. Oh, well, you know, I tried to shop here and tried to buy black. But when I did, I had this. People have had great experiences. I've had great experience with black owned businesses. Great experience with black owned companies. I had my car wash, my hair done, my nails done. All from Black-owned businesses every time. I shop Black. I love it. I love supporting and circulating Black dollars. And these little small bad experiences are not going to deter me. But Devesha, do you have any experiences or like examples of you working with a Black business? Are you overhearing someone saying something negative about working with Black businesses? Absolutely. I mean, being a Black-owned business myself, even in the space that I work. So I work in marketing. So um because I have a full-time job and also I do a lot of um, part-time work, um, when I'm bringing on clients that aren't attached to any other business, it's I have to really carve out time to make sure I have enough time to be able to do it. And sometimes, to, to be honest, those things kind of, sometimes they fall through the cracks. They do. And um, I can only but be you know, apologetic, but at the same point, um, there's been other count, countless times where I've come come through. Now it shouldn't be a habitual thing. Absolutely shouldn't be habitual because then that that more speaks to the character of the person um, and not really the time. And so um, it's really important. I think integrity is 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 really important, specifically when you are um, your own business. Scratch out being a black business. Integrity is just. It's going to be the, the lifeblood, whether or not your business is going to succeed, um, because especially when you're first starting out, it's all about word of mouth. It really is. People, if if someone has a great experience with you, they're going to tell their friends and then their friends are going to tell their friends and then their friends are going to tell their friends. It's just how this thing works. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, if you're a t-shirt designer, same thing. If someone really loves your t-shirts or whatever have you, and I had a great experience and da, 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 da. Um, I, I go to the same person whenever I need to get custom t-shirt um, design work. I and, um, She's a Black-owned business. She was on this um, podcast, Narasha Williams. She is my go-to every single time because she comes through. Now, is it to say that... Um, Sometimes she doesn't come through with other people, maybe because it, it's it's just how business works. But she's come through way more times than she didn't <laughs> on, yes. on my behalf. And so there's some form of trust there. There's some form again integrity behind yes. it. Um, and so when those moments do happen, I can as long as we communicate, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And yes. so I, me myself, um, I try my best to. Um, um, I try my best to at least communicate, especially if it's a client that's already gone into an agreement with me, because every every job that I do, I have an agreement attached to it. And it's spelled out as, as well as I can probably spell it out, because I realize that um, when life happens, I have to make sure if somebody's like, if I'm the person where I'm really responsive in the beginning, and then life happens, and I'm not as responsive as before, I always say, refer back to your contract because I was just going above and beyond before because I have the time, but that contract is what's going to save you a lot of times because um, you, you'll be able to fall back on that when life happens again, prepare for life to happen. Yeah. That's no, that's really good advice. And I always err on the side of simply respond um, because this is something I've struggled with before in the past, just starting off really excited about starting this passion project, which turned into an entrepreneurship opportunity, um, but still working full time and just wasn't able to juggle it all. Like I was just exhausted. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been on the computer from 7.30 AM to 8.30 at night, Mm -hmm. almost nine o'clock at night. Like I just want to get away from this. It's not healthy. I'm like calling people. I'm putting together plans and pictures and, and this is great. And this is fun, but I'm getting burnt out. I'm tired. I'm tired. Right. I wanted to want to work out today. I wanted to have dinner with friends today. Like, and I, you know, when you start foregoing that stuff and then it it makes you less happy because now you're not enjoying life. And then once again, going back to like what started out as fun feels like an obligation. Mm -hmm. And so I have, have gotten to the point where 
I try to just go ahead and respond, even if it's just saying, hey, I just wanted to let you know I got your email. Even if a client reached out to me and said, Aisha, can you do X, Y, and Z? And I just respond, done, with an exclamation point, And that's it. Like, I well, first to get- of all, you just said that you didn't like, oh, dude, it just says, Well, <laughs> That is true. <laughs> However, I asked him questions. <laughs> you gave him a dissertation. And he just said, okay. Whereas my people <laughs> might email me and was like, Aisha, hey, I need this floor plan done uh, by tomorrow at five o'clock. Can you do it? And I might say, done. Floor plans attached. Boom. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, we don't need the dialogue a lot as long as yeah, I got yeah. the work done. So, I, like, come on. Listen, so I'll get the work done. <laughs> the email might be short, but the work is done. Aisha, yeah, I need yeah. you to update this timeline. My makeup artist is coming in. 10 a.m. Done. Timeline is updated. It's well, a see, short email. In, in, in my my agreements with my clients, I say you will get a response within 48 hours of the next business day. So if you contact me on Saturday, you may not get a response from me until Tuesday because my agreement yeah. says now if I can respond right then, I will. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I know like I said, it just depends on how life happens. And I prepare for those moments because most of the time I try to be as responsive as I can, but if you if I have a busy weekend, I'm not stopping what I'm doing because I worked in, in the weekdays. OK, yeah. Um, yeah. I try. I, I that goes back to what you were saying as far as like going and going and going yeah. so hard that you do not take time for you. I had to make a decision even coming into 2021. My weekends are my weekends. Yeah. So That's if you good. wait until 4 p.m. on Friday thinking that. I'm going to take my weekend while you're chilling and you're enjoying your weekend and I'm going to be working through the weekend. That's not the case. So you might want to get that request in a couple of days early because mm-hmm. if you want me to be working on the weekend, that means that's an upcharge for me because mm-hmm. these are outside of my working hours. Now, me being a creative, I can always do anything at any time because as long as I have you know internet, I'm good. But um, I had to take back control of my time. Yeah. You that know, as what was it was um um auntie maxine she has said um she's reclaiming her time mm-hmm. absolutely you have to re- you have to take back some of that power because a lot of times if you're giving out and giving out and giving out and giving out and you're servicing people and you're serving it's like that's all that's happening and you have no time to pour back in you know what i'm saying be intentional with your breaks yes take vacations yes. you know yes. Black uh, businesses, period. We we go so long. It's like you you blink and it's like I haven't even taken no time off in two three years. That's not good for your mental health. No, no, you, it's you not. Have to take vacations. I'm about to take one here shortly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said I am. When I tell you I am unplugging, don't call me, don't text me, don't email me. If it's broken, I'll fix it when I get back. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm probably I'm going on vacation this fall and I'm leaving my phone. I'm I mean I'm taking it with me, but I'm leaving it in the hotel. Like I'm yeah. not taking it out at all. Like I'm just I take pictures on Instagram and the food later. Like I'm just going <laughs> to enjoy my time because if that phone is on, I got some signal. I'm gonna get a text message. I'm gonna get an email. I don't want to check none of that. Well, see, I'm, the, I'm, that. I'm the person that when I'm on vacation, I come off of social media. Oh, so you, yeah, I'm you not I'm not the person that's like I'm not the person who's taking pictures of, of you know the area I'm in or whatever. Uh uh-uh. uh you you may not you unless I told you you may not know that I'm even on vacation. I might post when I get Thanks. back, but I am not the person I'm not going live where I'm at, I'm not taking pictures, you I'm not telling you where I'm at. I am just going to enjoy the moment because a lot of times we just forget to enjoy the moment. Yes. You know, e- yes. E- even um even 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 in our jobs is like or, or our businesses is like like you said it, it it becomes mundane and it feels like a chore and it feels like a burden almost and it's like we forget why we actually want to do that. Cuz a lot of times our businesses are our passions yes. or there are there are um our side passion or something that we can't do in our regular lives yes. and we've like okay um yeah, I may like you know, building stuff on the side. And I did it a couple of times and a couple of people liked it. And then they, they told somebody and then it just became a business. You know, mm-hmm. I had no plans of making it an actual real hustle instead of just being a side hustle. It was just something mm-hmm. I enjoyed doing. And then I just continue to do it. And it's like, I start feeling this pressure again to deliver. Mm-hmm. And then you start to lose that passion. Yes. And then you have to deal with, you know, customers and all of that. But it's like you have to find that passion inside of you. That's right. And every so often 
you have to re-energize again. Yeah, that's good. I was like so depressed last year. Like around this time last year, I was like, ugh. Like I didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, I lost all of my business, all mm. these events that I've been working on. March can't everything's canceled. So all mm. I was doing was reaching out to vendors, telling them, hey, y'all, this is not gonna happen. We worked hard, we put this vision together, we got this beautiful event. We had to cancel it. And yeah. then I got these business owners telling me, like, we can't afford this. This is a big hit for us. Yeah. If they cancel, you know, they're, they're canceling. Everybody else is canceling. It's taking money about our pocket. We're a small business owner. Like we need to, we need to keep this money. This deposit is yeah. non-refundable. Like mm-hmm. regardless of what we're going through. And I'm just like, you know, it's really tough because I am a vendor, but I'm also an advocate for my client. So I had yeah. to play that in-between role. And there was just some people who didn't win. And then there were times when my client didn't win. And it just made me feel bad all over again. I had people who booked me for a graduation party. All that was canceled. They couldn't celebrate with their family and friends because there was no graduation ceremonies being held. And mm-hmm. I mean, they were bummed about it. We had this beautiful event planned. Everything's all picked out. The linen, the food, the DJ, all these contracts are locked in. Once again, we got to do the same thing all over again. Wow. How did you get out of that? Oh, gosh. I was definitely in a funk for a while. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, essentially, my whole world was like over. Like, I mean, honestly, that's how it felt. Everything that I've been working hard that I enjoy doing was over. The same thing was happening because I also worked in hospitality. Um, So the same thing career wise happened to me and everything's over. So the the place I was working at completely shut down. So then I also had no job. And so it Mm. was just like, wow, like this is really it. So it literally felt like in that moment, it felt like, okay, this is the end of the world. Like, this is it. Jesus is coming back tomorrow. Like, this is it. And so I honestly was just like, wow. So I was in a funk. I was, I picked up like a part-time job just to have something to do to uh, just kind of keep my mind right because I was going through it and I ran a lot. So I put my energy into something physical. I started running like three miles a day in the morning. I loved it. And then I'd work at night, night evenings and night, just to kind of still have some cash coming in. So mm-hmm. it felt good for me to see cash coming in. And it felt good for me to like exercise and move my body. And it was summer, you know, I enjoyed the warmer weather. And so, you know, I kind of shut everything down. I didn't look at any cup of tea stuff. I didn't look at anything business wise for months. Mm. And then I came out of it because I had a friend, thank God, who uh, loves to plan events as well. But she's actually a um, influencer and she does many different things. But planning events is one of the things that she likes to do uh, occasionally. And she said, hey, let's make an ebook." And I said, well, what do you want to make an ebook about? And she was like, let's make an ebook about planning events. And I said, oh, okay, sure. And I said, well, this will be for like, you know, people who are not really event planners, but they love to put together events at right. home with family, with friends, just something they like to do pretty much in the comfort of their own house, but it's not really a thing for them. You know, it's not really like a career or even a passion project. So anyway, uh, that project really lifted me up. It got me back kind of in my mojo. And I I loved being in the planning process. I loved managing that project, coming up with what it's going to look like. What's the content going to be like? I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed writing a lot more than I thought I ever would. And I just, (laughs) because I was writing about something I'm passionate about, and I'm writing about something that I know. Like, oh, oh, this feels good. Now I feel like me again. This is what I know. This is what I do. And so we did that. We did a little clubhouse episode. We kind of talked about playing events and things that you need and like budgets and coming up with the linen that you need and like cocktail tables. Or do you want to do rounds? Do you want to have music? What type of playlist you have? How do you set the mood? Like we talked about all this stuff and it just really bought me out of my funk. So getting back, I think the, the moral of the story is getting back to what you know. In some way, things come full circle. You know, and so like I I definitely was at a low, but this project that somebody else bought to me bought things back full circle. And that kind of gave me the energy that I needed to get back started again, to get back hopeful again, that events would return. And and that made me feel much better than how I felt before. So that was just a really good turn in, in, in my business and just gave me the motivation that I needed. Yeah, I've that's amazing um, that. I, I knew a little bit about some of your your story, and um, matter of fact, that ebook uh, is it out? Yes, okay. yes, it is. Go ahead and pl- plug, 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 plug. 
It is the Busy Tea ebook. You can find it. Uh, what I'll do is I'll put a link to it in my bio because right now I have RDU Black in my bio. It is also on my Instagram page. So if you go to Cup of Tea Events, you can scroll down to the Instagram page and then you'll see um, the link to it there as well. So it's just the Busy Tea ebook. You can literally Google it and you can purchase it online. Um, and it's, you know, plenty of pages in there, various chapters about hosting events at home, giving you the tools to make sure that you know how to do your research, to come up with a budget, to come up with a plan, color schemes, all of that. So that's the Busy Tea ebook. And we'll make sure that everyone gets a link to that and we'll link it in the show notes too. Absolutely. And um, um, when we um, post this episode, go to our, our Instagram and we'll have um, a graphic about that there as well. But for me, um, I, I go through certain different levels of um, burnout throughout the year mm -hmm. because I'm always producing. Um, yeah. Every single day I'm producing something, whether I am coding an email, designing a flyer, um, rebranding a business. Um, it's always something I'm creating. And it's like uh, a friend of mine's crystal says that um, uh, she's, she's, she's not always creative on demand. Mm -hmm. It's hard for her to be creative on demand and people expect you to be creative on the, on demand. Oh, yeah. Whereas that I have an idea what you got. I'm like, well, it doesn't really work that way every day, but you're mm -hmm. expected to um, be able to produce on that same level every single day. And so that has been, um, like I said, I kind of go through that uh, throughout the year. Um, and I went through a funk, um, not really 2020, 2020, um, once I was at home and had be able to actually collect my thoughts, my job didn't really change. Um, it just kind of intensified and it was mm -hmm. a, um, a new, uh, energy behind, uh, okay, what else can I do? Because I'm at home yeah. bored, just, just doing my <laughs> job. And so that's where this idea of this podcast came from as well. And there was some other stuff I wanted to try. And I was like, okay, why not? You know, you're home alone. So you might as well, um, give this a try. But prior to that 2019 um i had to really just shut down a lot of my ex external business um mm. just because it's like I, it was 2019 i designed at least 10 websites in that year and um along with those websites i branded the company so it's like that's including logo business card um print materials uh the full website, sometimes the, the large websites of about 15 pages a piece coming up with different um, concepts for the social media. And this is like 10 times to imagine every month almost it was a different business that I was helping to brand. Wow. Um, yeah. And it just became so much because it's like I literally had no time to do anything else. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, I still had a full time job. I still mm -hmm. so it's like I was working just as hard with my side hustle as I was with my actual main hustle. So it was like That's a lot of hours I'm pulling 80 to hundred hours a week easy. as like, I had literally no time for life. And so when I would make those moments um, or try to make those moments for life, um, the business would, would take um, a dive because it's like, literally I was creating every single day and it was like, okay, I, I have to figure out how to do something different. I have to figure out how to um, yeah. make this all work different. One of these things has to go. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just, I, I slimmed down um, some of the yeah. things that I was doing and I just really had to make that decision for me because mm -hmm. it wasn't good for me because I was like, I blinked literally. I cannot even tell you what I did in 2019. Yeah. Cause it just, it just feels like it was nothing but work. Yeah. Mm -mm. And life and is too I, short for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I know in 2020 I turned 40. I know I don't look it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but I really didn't even, I, kind of enjoying that uh, that milestone of a year um that was really one of the things i would say okay i just want to try some some, some new things yeah. i want to try something else out you know what i'm saying um it's not a midlife crisis i just like i've been doing this for, for so, so long, long. Yep. and so coming into 2021 i know the triggers now that mm -hmm. i because i can easily start slipping back into what i know how to do and i'm like okay but i didn't i didn't do that i wanted to do that but i allowed 
life to catch up to me. Yeah. So it's like, um, I you just kind of have to make those moments, um, like I said, those intentional moments of break. Yep. yep. You know, recess. Oh, yeah. Revert recess. to your chi- to your childhood. <laughs> you have to take a recess. That was like the best time ever. I just went in for recess every day. Like that. That was the two things I wanted to do. <laughs> Adults, we don't realize how valuable that time was to say okay i'm just gonna take a break from work mm-hmm. going to and take- just because and use your time use your time if you're working full-time even if you have a business and you are your own like hr department right mm-hmm. take some time give yourself hours yeah don't be afraid to put out like i don't know 150 hours a year like whatever you want to put on there 102 hours whatever Put your own vacation time out there, whatever that looks like. Some people take off because you you own your own business. You don't have to be limited to hours mm-hmm. like I do because I'm working for somebody. But if you are a 100% entrepreneur and you have the time and ability for that, block off summer. Block mm-hmm. off winter. I know a business uh, that um, I, I know a business is in Durham and uh, the owner blocks off December in January. Mm-hmm. Another business owner was upset with her because she can't get any of her inventory for Christmas <laughs> because you have to order it months in advance in yeah. order to get it Christmas. And guess what? The lady says she don't care. No. She don't care. She said, if you want something for Christmas, you could order it in October because yeah. December and January are the two months that she takes off and she spends time with her family and she has grandchildren. So she spends that time with her grandbabies. And nobody nice. can take those two months away from her. No. So and, do- I mean, and that's, that's unfortunately, I can't do that because being in marketing, a lot of new business owners, they hit you up November and December every year. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I am going to start my new year off right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm going to finally launch my business. And they wait all year to contact you. And it's like, so it's really hard for me to take um, November and December off, but baby, trust me, <laughs> June, my birthday month, it, it's the spring. I, I take my vacations in, in um in the spring and summer times. I do. I, I don't really care because it's usually actually in marketing. It's that's that's the slow period. To yeah, be honest. summer. That mm-hmm. that that late spring, early summer, it's not a whole lot of going on. You know, people are vacationing. They're not really spending a whole lot of money on. I mean, they just kind of let everything else um take um take, take the time. Break. You know, mm-hmm. so that's when I take it. So hey, um, but yeah, I, I I agree. Her time, like you said, her time is her time, and you know, just like people would say, um, black black people. Uh, they want to kind of um, haggle you on haggle you on price. <laughs> no, my 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 price is my price. Um, I give no hookups. So let's even let's to friends. <laughs> let's talk about that. I actually do. I you know I kind of have been running into the same thing uh, lately with the project uh, that I'm I'm currently working on, and I want to kind of talk about this and and kind of debunk this myth. If it's a myth, and we'll if not, we'll figure it out right here on RDU Black, but. Okay, so I'm the consumer, Deveshi, and you are the business owner. So I'm coming to you and I have a business. uh, Sorry, I'm coming to you as a consumer and I have a project that I'm working on and I am interested in your services. Okay. I want to hire you. Sure. Your services, for example, is $2,800. That's how much you charge for your services for this product that I, that I, that I want you to create for me. Mm-hmm. That is great. Well, when I sit down and look up, think about all the stuff that I'm doing for this event on top of this project that I need for this event, I notice that, you know, out of my total budget, what I have des- designated to spend on what you're going to produce for me is only $2,000. Mm-hmm. So you are currently about $800 outside of what I have budgeted for yes. for this particular project. So mm-hmm. I come to you, I ask you about your prices and rate. You hit me back with a quote with $2,800. I'm like, Devesha, this is great. You're my number one choice. I actually mm-hmm. didn't go to anybody else yet because mm-hmm. I wanted to work with you specifically, but I got to be transparent with you. Yeah. My budget's two grand. Can yeah. you make this work? Now, did I ask you for a discount just because you're a black business or did I tell you what I can afford for your services based on my budget? 
using what you just said, it was based off of your budget, I believe. I don't think that you were coming to me. Um, well, f- first of all, do we know each other? I'm gonna say we know we know of each other. I'm gonna say we but know we're not of cool. each other. I wouldn't say we're best friends. We, okay. Like we're we're gonna keep it, you know, professional. You know me, I know you. Gotcha. We know each other in the various industries that we gotcha. work with. And then okay. I, I hit you up as a black biz. That's why you're my number one choice, remember? Because right. I follow you on Instagram, you follow me. Yeah. Okay. So in saying that, um I probably would just readjust the expectation okay. um to fit the budget that you're asking for. Now, if I choose to throw anything additional based off of what your original ask was, that's on me. Okay. But I can at least be honest with you and say, okay, for that budget, we can do this. I like that. And um, if you if 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 we begin to start the project and we start to start to exceed what that expectation is, you have to know that the budget may need, may, may need to be increased. But I will communicate that with you. Um, that's just, it's the same thing when I'm working with people with websites. Um, when I work with people with websites, I, um, tell them, um, this is what this, you get this amount of work from me. And this is, these are the things that I'm going to be able to give you. Now, if you say, for instance, you also want a flyer for an event that you're doing that is out of scope. Mm. So that's an additional invoice outside of scope. So then I have to tell you, okay, I can work within the, the confines that we have agreed to. And I can, I can deliver A, B, and C. You may not get D because mm-hmm. uh, D may may be a negotiable. But if D is a non-negotiable for you, then that means you may need to ask someone else to be able to produce. Because, again, um, you also have to look at a lot of um, smaller businesses as boutiques. Mm-hmm. When you go to a yes, boutique, a a, 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 you're getting, again, you're getting a one of a kind. You're most of the time you're getting something that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, you're getting the vintage of the vintage or, you know, um, this is, again, this is not Walmart where you, you can literally get 20 of the same thing if you want to, that this is not it. So you may pay a little bit more because you're getting something custom for me. So once I have valued what, um, what that custom deliverable is going to be, I I'm coming to you not just because I'm trying to gouge you. I'm not right. I'm not trying to um you know get you on price. No, this is what that, that value costs for you to get this custom service. Now, of course, you may can get it cheaper down the road, but the quality may not be the same. Yes. You know what I'm saying? True. If I'm if I'm delivering a certain level of quality for you, yes, this is what this costs. Because a lot of times when I'm doing pricing, I am um I'm trying to be competitive within mm-hmm. my particular industry. And so I'm not just making this up. So no. people people who I consider my contemporaries, um, they're around that, um, that same price range as well. And if you make me comfortable, I can deliver better. And yeah. if, but if, if I'm going into the project already and it's kind of shaky, you may not get all of me. You may not yes. get the best out of me. And trust that's me, you good. want the best out of me. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, so well, you broke communication, that down. We, we, we can all, we can, ha- just as long as we have the communication thing there, you know what I'm saying? Um, whereas that, because some, sometimes I'll send out the, the quote and I'll never hear from the client. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. Can we talk about ghosting? <laughs> don't don't I'm just saying, ghost. I'll, I'll, I'm just saying, this is negotiable. It's like, I'm going to send you what my price is, but we can always, you can counter. This is business people. If you're reaching out from one business to the next, every contract just about is negotiable. We can come to some meeting in the middle where it's like, because just because my price may be this, um, maybe because of either relationship or, um, um, I may be feeling good that day. Maybe we'll, we'll break up the payments. Um, yeah. It may not be a, a, a one-time type of thing. You know, you never know be- because people, a lot of times people, when we're talking about money, people are really, uh, they don't really like to have the conversation, but I'm like, we got to, because it's well, got to be clear. Is emotional. 
money is emotional. The exchange of, yeah. of, of money is emotional because we work hard for it. You know, know what they're spending it on. Um, it's it's just an emotional transaction. I understand that. So I am definitely one of those black businesses that I am willing to work with you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with the right communication. Now, if I just tell you a price, someone asks for wedding coordination, and I tell you based on what you're looking for and your needs for that day, it's going to be about $1,500. And I and I tell you that and you say, okay, you know, we can work with that um, and we're good to go. Great. If you if I tell you that and you're like, that's too expensive. Can you do it for five? Like now you've just completely like disrespected what Absolutely. I like my craft, my brand, you come down like way too low. But if you had a serious conversation with me, it was like, Aisha, we love you. We really want to book you for our wedding day services. Um, you know, just looking at our budget, we've really only put about $1,000 aside for this. Is this something that you can make work? Yeah. Maybe instead of bringing two girls with me, only bring one girl with me. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. some things that maybe instead of coming for eight hours, I come for six hours. You know, there's some things that we can do. Maybe instead of putting 50% down, I allow you to put 30% down. Um, I'm definitely willing to work with people who I can tell are good people um, who are looking to pay and know the worth and the value that I bring to the table. But if you don't know the worth and the value, you just don't know anything about it. Some people educate and I I believe in education to a certain extent, but I think we all have access to the internet. We all have access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Googling stuff and Googling mm-hmm. businesses and look and a lot of people have their rates. That's one thing I need to do. A lot of people have their <laughs> rates on their website. So oh, I'm really never like, doing that. Oh, never doing that. Well, I'm never. It's a different industry. So yeah, because you're doing everything custom from the yeah. ground up. We gotta have a conversation. A conversation is needed for every project because every project, like a lot of graphic designers, and I don't just call myself a graphic designer. I'm a multimedia specialist. So. Because I do it all. I do video. I do it. I do it all. So what you're asking for really may not what is what you need. Mm -hmm. So after that conversation, you'll realize I just want a logo. But in your brain, you think your logo is your brand. And that has nothing to do with your brand. It is like it, it is literally the mascot of your brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, when we're, t- we're talking about branding a, a, a business, it's more conversation is needed. So mm-hmm. people say, well, what's okay. your price list? I don't do price lists. I do consultations. Yes. Yes. Completely different. Now, that that's Mainly, completely understandable. No, no, no. According to your industry, you have to do that. So it's good that you said that because somebody could be a graphic designer, someone who works in marketing, they're listening to this. And so they do need to know that. And every industry is different. So you have to figure mm-hmm. out what, first of all, you have to do your own research to figure out what it, are people in your industry doing? Yeah. What are they charging for this? Doing research. Multiple companies going to their website and looking and seeing what you can find. Act as if you are a client, filling out yep. a form, you know, just go mm-hmm. through the process. And I've see. done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So if you are listening and you are, um, if you're listening and you are a consumer, you know, do your research prior to, you know, reaching out. So you generally have an idea of price ranges, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I call that is zero-based budgeting, where you're going to take, um, you know, this 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 budget that doesn't exist, right? Like you have zero numbers on it, right? But you sit down and you break down into categories, everything that you know you need to pay for to produce the product that you need to produce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do your research and then you find, okay, generally, and I keep using events as example, because what I know, but <laughs> I, I really need balloons. I really need cookies. I really need linen. I really need this. Kind of do some research to figure out how much it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost. And then put together a big overview budget and always aim high right and then say okay can i afford this no this this is a lot of money i'm gonna have to look at another option or i can afford this i was looking to pay about twenty five hundred dollars for this anyway so this looks like it's going to work out fine that way when you're going and you're reaching out to these photographers and videographers and graphic designers and makeup artists you pretty much know how much they're going to charge based on the average of what you've already seen so google is your friend do your research prior to and don't act shocked when someone tells you how much their prices are. If you can't afford them, kindly thank them. Let them know it's not within your budget. And if you really want to work with them, just be transparent and tell them what you can't afford. If they're yeah. not interested in your business, they'll politely turn you down and maybe even refer you to mm-hmm. someone else who could do the work for you. Integrity works both ways. You want the integrity from the business owner, of course, and you want them to be integral as far as 
every part of that process. But when you're starting that relationship, just be honest with with whomever you're going to be working with, because um, you never know what stage of their business they're in, what stage of life they're in. Um, of course, you, you don't have to divulge everything about who you are and what, what's going on um, with you. But a lot of times, especially with smaller businesses, they're willing to work with you because they're trying to create repeated clientele. Mm-hmm. And if I work with you this time and I, I really put my uh, my all into it, it may, you know, give me get me into some other doors or some other um, opportunities. And so just because, like I said before, my price is my price. Yes, my price is my price. But my response is also my response. Yes. OK, yes. so you have to let me have the opportunity to give you a response based off of the need. Mm-hmm. Because that's yes. going to be different for everyone. Yes, yes. And there's another reason why, why why you're going to someone who looks like you, who sounds like you, mm-hmm. who who understands a little bit of your background. Because we, as Black people, a lot of times we do have shared experiences, yes. uh, and we have a different way of, that we can talk to each other. But we also have to realize that even in even in our um, commonalities, um, we still have to have a certain level of professionalism between when we're talking about business. And yeah. if we keep that in the forefront of our minds, I think we'll be okay. Agreed. 100% agree. Okay, guys, we have been talking for a good <laughs> little minute now, and I think uh, we have um, come to a good stopping point. Um, yeah. We want to encourage everybody to make sure you're following us on our social media platforms. We are available on Facebook and also Instagram. Um, at RDU Black Podcast as RDU BLK Podcast, and uh, you also can find us on our website at www.rdublackpodcast as www.rdublkpodcast.com. Um, if you want to follow me, I am at Forever D Mark D A M A R Q. Whew, I don't know if I spelled that right. <laughs> Forever D Mark. Um, Aisha, how, how can they find you? Yes, you can follow me at PYT underscore Aisha. And that's with three A's. And you can also follow me at, at Cup of Tea Events. Very easy. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up real quick. I hope y'all um, at least learned something or at least enjoyed this conversation. Uh, every so often, we will be doing these type of episodes where we're just going to be just kind of talking about business in general. Um, sometimes we may have um, a co- another um, guest on to kind of have this conversation with us, and sometimes it may just be us two because we both are Black-owned businesses ourselves. Um, and I think we, we've been doing it long enough that we know what we're talking about as well. So, um, if you guys have any questions or comments, just, um, reach out to us, um, either social media on on our website, and um, we'll try to answer some of your questions, um, in some of our episodes. Uh, definitely, definitely make sure you're following us because we got some great things coming up. Uh, we've been doing this thing for two full months now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, we are, uh, this might be our 10th or 11th episode, actually, this actually debuting now. So they always say, if you can make it to 10, you can make it to 20. If you make That's it to right. 20, <laughs> you, might be a, you might be a podcast that's going to be around. And trust yes. me, we already got podcasts scheduled. We're going to make that 20, huh? Book <laughs> and busy. All right. All right. Uh, so, Asia. I'm going to ask you, what things are you uh, either reading or um, uh, listening to, maybe a podcast or anything that you may be listening to that is kind of keeping you going and or pours back into you? Yes. Great question. See how I flipped that? (laughs) Yeah, right. All right. So I am a podcast hopper, right? So I listen to RDU Black, uh, not because I enjoy listening to my voice, but because I (laughs) enjoy listening to other Black entrepreneurs just kill it. It gives me the encouragement that I need to keep doing this, stay in the race, don't give up. There's so many cool ideas out there. Everyone can do it. Um, I love to stay encouraged um, spiritually. So I am 
go from transformation, transformation church podcast, love pastor Todd to elevation. Um, I, I just do a little bit of everything. And then I'm really into project management. So I'm listening to, um, the women of project management as well. And also clever girls, no podcasts. Um, it was all about financial literacy. So it really just depends on my day. Um, I usually will get up and, uh, do my devotional first and then I will work out, um, plus like doing something on, on the, um, my TV, just usually do workouts from YouTube as it gets warm, I'll be running. Um, and then I'll just like play a podcast I'll just play a podcast as I just do my makeup, do my hair and kind of just get ready for work. So um, books, I was reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And then uh, it's a really good book. I definitely need to finish it, but uh, work kind of took over. So I kind of like fell off, but I'm going to pick it back up uh, because I like staying encouraged. And I'm also reading relationship goals right now. My boyfriend and I are reading through that uh, with Pastor Co- Pastor Todd and Pastor Natalie. So nice and you my friend what are you listening what are you what's pouring into you um let's see i for me it's music i love um i love music i like good music that stimulates my mind so if it's someone who is either vocally talented or someone who has um i I like raspy altos so um those if they have layering of course brandy's my uh my all-time go-to jasmine sullivan stuff like that yes. but as far as um so and i'm an r&b head absolutely 100 i'm talking about 2000 on back r&b i don't know what y'all listen to y'all y'all, y- y'all children is too depressed for me um <laughs> <laughs> but uh as far as I, I i do have um podcasts i like listening to um, I've been a longtime listener of the Reed podcast. I love the comedy um, of the Reed. Um, Kurt Franklin came, just came out with a new one called Good Words. Um, I am a fan. I've always been a fan of Kurt Franklin. I don't care what y'all say. Uh-oh. He is a daddy. He's he will handle. He, he can handle his own business. He is and say it like a, he I is. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to stay out of that one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then of course I'm I love television and movies. Anything that I can like um escape in because I'm always like I said, I'm always creating. So a lot of times I pull inspiration from television and movies, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really big on that. So I am the person that that looks at looks at the lighting. I'm the person yes. who looks at the camera angles. I'm the person who looks at looks at the credits and, and sees who is the person that actually did that. I will go and then look them up and see what other stuff they've done. Um mm-hmm. to kind of again to feed the create the creative that I that lives inside of me all the time. Um, because you never know where you're gonna pull inspiration from. That's true. And and it just kind of keeps you moving and motivated. Like I love just seeing like just kind of getting a loss and watching people's work and seeing where they're at and how they accomplish. I love to like look back and see like if I'm on like on LinkedIn, I like to see where people have come from, how they've mm-hmm. moved up. And it's just really inspirational. So yeah. So yeah. that that's that's me. Um um I don't really have any any books. I'm not a book reader and I guess I should be um but I'm not. I I, I always tell people I watch, I don't read, but when I'm watching I'm very attentive in what I'm watching. It's just not kind of going in one ear and out the other, or, you know, it's, I'm really attentive in, in how I'm paying attention to what's going on. Um, because I, I can tell when it's lazy writing, I can tell when it's, when the actor has phoned it in, mm. I can tell when the director really didn't care. Um, I can tell when the director was trying to be too smart. Uh, Cause sometimes you just want to enjoy Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, especially some movies and television shows, you just want to enjoy it. It's it's just, just you just want to have fun, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this um, this big statement about life. It can j- literally just be fun. Um, so yeah, and oh, I just started watching The Office because I was mm-hmm. ne- I never watched it, and people always told me that I would love it. But um, I got through season one, and I'm starting season two now. So yeah. I hate the office. (laughs) 
because my boyfriend has gone on like a nonstop. Like that's all he did for like a like all of last year. And I just heard the music come on, like the theme song, like every day, every morning, every night. I just hate, 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 hate the office now. And it was just like, oh, like every time I heard the theme song, I just wanted to throw up. Like that's just how bad it is. And I'm like, just because it was never ending. I feel yeah. like all of last year was just never end. I was like, when is this season gonna be over? And then it keeps going, just like the never-ending show. So I hate The Office. But there were some funny moments, but it was just so much a dry humor that sometimes I'm just staring at the TV, like, really, like, people really thought this was funny. (laughs) And If you like dry humor, then you're going to love it. I do. I I love sarcastic humor. I'm not – I don't like silly humor sometimes, but I love sarcastic humor. So (gasps) definitely – I won't be talking about it with Asia ever again. No, no, <laughs> I don't know any of the references. I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna sign off right now. So, um, thank y'all guys for listening. Uh, we will talk to y'all later.